podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This show is brought to you in association with Labbooks. Just click the link on the description to the show, sign up and get a free bet up to £50 when you enter the promo code LAD50. Go on, do it. And this is true We love to do the things that we're not supposed to do We don't need robbing, stealing, or mugging In fact, don't take it seriously We're all debugging My name's Mark Webster. This is the Whistleblowers, and I'd like to say that we've got a full house this evening to discuss, well, fundamentally, uh, the Premier League's failure to be any good anywhere in the world, including in its own league. Probably <laughs> stretched it a bit, but then again, you know, all you've got to do is go out with Jack Reddish and, and everything's fine. Um, to my immediate right, Mr Dan Trelfer is here to represent, well... I just said Premier League, didn't I, Dan? And, of course, yeah. I, I'm not going to give you the entire rest of the pyramid, but how's life at QBR? It's, as usual, it's um, bizarre, yeah. interesting, but also boring when you're actually watching it. <laughs> <laughs> do, do those three words actually go together as a description? Outside of the games, it's really exciting, and then you go to the games, it's quite dull. That's how it works at QPR. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's, so basically, your entire week is brilliant. And then 90 minutes of sheer hell. That's not, that's not, I like those odds, yeah. as I believe you. Uh, uh, our much-travelled striker, we, we, we decided this, we, we were going to go there, didn't we, that's Mark? Fine. Mr Martin Grittner has returned, I'm delighted to say. Um, and it's interesting, interesting we come back, because we, we're sort of where we left off. Because we're going to be treading on the same territory where we, we, match game six, of course, as, as, every, as, as everybody in the world Naturally. refers to it, don't Naturally. they? You know, it just trips off the tongue, <laughs> doesn't it? That kind of parlance. Um, leaves us with um, an extraordinarily intriguing situation where we're going to now discuss is, is, is whether we're any bleeding good or not. Hmm. Yeah, well, I'm, I, is there a nutshell version of that, and we can then discuss further? Perhaps it comes from a Scotsman. It's <laughs> <laughs> you know we we look forward to that one game a season where we defend for our lives against Barcelona and then take credence <laughs> from that. So, judging England on their performance in Europe, yeah, I think that needs discussing definitely. Yeah, we'll pick up on that. But unfortunately for Sam Pildrew, who has returned, and that's you know, which is delightful, Sam. By the way, thank you. And yeah. we know that we you, you and I've been trying to get this one together for ages, and. And every time we've talked about you coming back in, Man United have been on some form of ugly, ugly dip. And guess what, Sam? What happened last night? Yeah, as we speak. The thing, what's interesting it's is... It's a strange crisis, though, because win on Saturday and go top. It, crisis, what crisis? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But I agree, there is a crisis. It's right. boring. United can be anything but boring, and we're very boring. Walk us back through it, because you, you have made this point from the start, because... It's very easy for that to be the simple criticism, saying, you know, is that you know, oh, you're doing something wrong with our football club as you majestically stride across the top of the Premier League and walk and, and, and qualify for the Champions League. Obviously, this didn't literally happen, but Louis Van Gaal comes in to do that job. But you've you've been worried, some sniffy about about that from the very start have you you've not been comfortable with it at all have you from the beginning no i think i think i mean 250 million pounds spent and you know there's there's progress there's progress because you know 
There's um, both pronunciations of the word broke. <laughs> Contro- there's also controversy and controversy. Let's be brutally honest, yes. I mean, one goal conceded in 10 hours. That's not bad, but there's not many scored at the other end, and that's the problem. That's, that's the ugliest phrase in football I've ever heard in my life. One goal conceded in 10 hours. Yeah. That's like, sitting, I, in a, that's like sitting in A&E, that is. I think, well, look, I think United would take conceding goals if they were scoring the other end, you know. But the, the greatest game I went to, well, one of them was beating Tottenham 5-3, being 3-0 down at half-time and scoring five goals. You know, eight Spot goals. Choice, yeah. yeah. So... Yeah, it, you, it, there's, I mean, you laughed when I said, oh, look, we've only conceded one goal in 10 hours. You <laughs> laughed. You went, oh, that's not very impressive. But that's it. Nobody wants to go. Nobody goes to football to see their team not concede. Well, you no, want to no. score. And this is the problem. I'll be honest, Sam, the weirdest thing is that you've actually got it on a T-shirt. Um, <laughs> but um, my, the thing about it, the, the, they booed them. Didn't they? You know, in, yeah, in that's, that and nil, that's rare. That's they, rare. Bo- they booed them in that nil-nil draw. And... Whether that's because you know they get they're being told that they're not going to like the way that Louis Van Gaal's doing their business, I don't know. But or is it simply because it's just that poor? I don't. I think the the right to demand more of the team as fans. I mean, I, I remember going to watch Man United when I was living in Manchester. I was playing at Macclesfield, and I sat behind this. Not always sat behind this woman that would just slag off Ronaldo. <laughs> she would just slag off Ronaldo every time he got the ball. She would hammer him, and I'm going, "If she's not happy, yeah, yeah, just, yeah. And but that's a Man United thing. And that's, I, I wouldn't you know, must no. have. Like, I'd have just simply moved. I, I mean, that would have resolved that situation for you pretty damn quickly. Yeah, but but yeah, no. I I think the the players are the players that they brought in. The, we seem to be a lot better at PRing players that we want to sign so uh, like kind of build them up into this kind of expectation and don't give them a chance to develop and also there's this irrational expectation on, on how good they should be in a game you know but they, they overcomplicate things it's you know simplicity that man you play with seeing them that charity game the other day when Beckham's crossing a ball for skulls and you, you do know, you remember them days yeah, 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 yeah and you're looking at it and you're going Sam just, you're probably a tear in your eye when you well, just saw it, it's not the it's it's, it's not the players, it's the manager, isn't it? I mean, you got... You got that, you, I mean, look, I mean, look at Schneidlin last year at Southampton. He didn't play like this. Schweinsteiger for no. 10 years at Bayern Munich. Herrera, they're, 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 they're told to sit there, you know. And it works by not conceding, but you don't go forward. It's very interesting because there's another mystery footballer who's talking, much like the Chelsea one, who says, I underperform under Louis van Gaal. And I, it, it somewhat surprises me that... But then again, you know, you're not there doing the 40-hour week. That footballers don't, once they eventually get a chance to get on the football field, actually get on and do something, though, Dan. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've never really... I, I think Louis van Gaal is an interesting one, isn't it? Because when before he was Man United manager and, and he was during the World Cup and everyone was saying that he was the tactical genius because he subbed his goalkeeper to save penalties during a penalty shootout. Um, and then when he went to Man United, people went, oh, maybe he's not such a tactical genius. <laughs> and you went, yeah, maybe there is more to football than subbing your goalkeeper to save penalties in <laughs> a penalty shootout. Um, I don't know. I think, I, think it's, I think it's great. It's great for football that, that Man United fans get to experience what the rest of us experience. <laughs> there, is a, there, is a, there is a bigger picture version of this year. I also quite like... I, it's fun, Sam, and this is, and I feel terrible about having to bring this up. Paul Scholes obviously was first out the trap on this one here. Roy Keane, uh, only that. Roy, Roy Keane, now that he's qualified, obviously, remember, I know I've got the Republic of the he's available for comment, <laughs> and he therefore is. And uh, rather than simply just wrapping Wayne Rooney around the head with a fold up chair, he's actually just said, What the hell was he doing at, at wrestling? And it's all gone horribly wrong. Um, they're queuing up. 
to shoot down what's That's there. That's not the problem, though. I mean, you know, I've, I've loved interviewing Roy Keane over the years and he gives a great quote and we're talking about it here but really I mean I think that's a bit pious isn't it so what he went to a, a wrestling and 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 did, did a pre-arranged slap that, I'll, that, get, I'll, I'll, not, I'll give you that that's no, not no, why it's still fun to mention it that's not, <laughs> that's not why you know he, he's slowing up are on you the telling me that's field. why are you telling me that's why Wayne Rooney's career has not gone that's downhill he, he went to the wrestling he, one night because he did a yeah. fake slap on a yeah. fake wrestler <laughs> okay I'm not sure it's that fake <laughs> oh, really? What, the wrestler or the... Gave him a proper slap. Yeah. And he went down as well, didn't he? Yeah. Dan's, Maybe right. Dan's like one of them old women with an handbag, isn't she? Yeah. In front of giant haystacks. <laughs> Although Roy Keane's giant haystacks beard, if he got that beard back true. in, he could be straight it's back in that. True. He could be back in there, couldn't he? Um, Martin, is, there, is, is it a malaise that we're looking at anyway? Because, of course... United's there because we're using them as an example in terms of the league. But of course, we are, as I say, go back to match day six. We're talking about, you know, three of our teams that are, or four of our teams really, that are struggling because City, although they are there, got blitzed by Liverpool. Mm. They got beaten, you know, the other night again, again, the Champions League. Are we poor? Are we, are we poor at the moment in comparison to Europe? I think uh, the rest of Europe's improved dramatically. So there's, there's no real. Uh, middle ground anymore teams can can draw you into a poor game very easily I think the best teams are still you know stratospherically better I, th- I remember seeing PSG last year with the way they tore Chelsea apart with 10 men at their place and just played three up front and thought this is how we're going to play we're going to attack them we're going to stretch them that's exactly how it should have been done but they did it with the confidence Liverpool played with the confidence against Man City that I haven't seen Liverpool play with for a long certainly time certainly not at home as well no. that, and that was incredible enough yeah yeah and, and you look at the, the, the reasons that Man City got beat it was because these defenders the, the kind of overly inflated price on defenders Defenders, it, it, it's an art, you know. It takes a long time. You look at Smalling as a, an example. It's taken him a long time to grow into the player that Man United wanted him to be. So they bring in Mangala, players like that, um, Demichelis. They're limited, you know. These guys aren't necessarily the best defenders in Europe. You're, you're, you're based on your last game. And defending comes down to the last, maybe a 30-second period in a game where you give the ball away or you, you miss a tackle and you concede. You can be you can win every header apart from that moment, but that moment defines you in a game as a defender. And I think that City struggled from that, definitely. So that's, that's really interesting because, of course... What that implies is, is, that, is that a lot of football teams and managers have taken their eye off the ball down in terms of, 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 the, of the basics. Because the, the, there's a lot of big, impressive-looking footballers who play at centre-half, but apparently they're not actually good at playing at centre-half. And, it's, and, and, and so that's down to the system again, isn't it? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not totally sure about that. Because I, I think modern day, any mistake that gets made gets... Poured over, replayed. Look, he shouldn't have done this. He shouldn't have done that. And and you just think, well, it's impossible for footballers to not make mistakes in games. It's, it's never going to happen, especially in defence, especially for for goalies. And also, I think there is more of a demand for attacking football. And I think there were there were probably better and faster attacking players around. Yeah. Um, so. I don't know. I think defenders get a bad rap sometimes. You just, you just think, well, sometimes that's just a good goal. But yeah. someone did something really good. Yeah. There wasn't a lot he could have done. There's no, yeah. no, no footballer ever. No, no one in football ever thinks like that. No. It's always a, it's always a mistake. Well, every goal is preventable. Every goal yeah. ever yeah. been scored well, has been preventable at some point. Thank it, Christ that over the last 150 yeah, years exactly. that rule didn't apply because the amount of nil nils we'd have watched. Yeah. Oh my God! Well, the tolerance for mistakes in football just isn't there. I remember. Um, like the best strikers, the best strikers in the world score one out of five chances. One out of five, which sounds 
rubbish. But that, yeah. that's the best strikers in, in the world are, um, are doing that. I remember Glenn Hoddle, when he wouldn't pick Andy Cole for England, said, oh, he doesn't score, you know, he doesn't take enough of his chances. He'll, he'll get one in five. You think one in five. <laughs> oh, thank you. That, 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 that's, Hallelujah. That was, that's what Alan Shearer, that's what Messi does. You know, that, that's what Alan Shearer is peak. And Messi now, and then the best players... They're getting one in five, so yeah, you know, and that that mess, means they're missing like, four it out of five. Like everything gets judged on mistakes now, rather than everything else around it. Mm. So you know, you, you, we were talking about the players' ratings just before the show, and and about how you know someone will get a five out of ten. Oh, looked a bit looked a bit vulnerable at left back or something. And you go, what you meant was that a couple of times the right winger got past him. Go, what a left back is, is a le- he's sort of entitled to every now and again get beaten by the person. Go, yeah. Otherwise, every right winger in the world is going to be a terrible player yeah, if they can yeah, never yeah. dribble around a left winger. Uh, has Harry Redknapp got a fundamental point that he's written in the standard? Um, as we Probably speak, not. Which, no. <laughs> <laughs> Says the boy from Loftus Road. Um, actually, no. Actually, it's, it's about as altruistic as anything can ever be. He said, teams are playing for the prize money. Well, get out of town, H. Let's be brutally honest. But by the, you know, but there you go. But Barcelona and Real Madrid are cut above anyway. So, are, is this a re, is it a loaded tournament already anyway in terms of the Champions League? Well, it wasn't that long ago that there were an English club in the in the final every year from two thousand five yeah. till two thousand twelve, except for one year, and that was incredible. You know, an all English final. You know, three out of four English teams in the semi-finals. It wasn't that long ago. You know, you know, we're not talking the eighties. We're talking a couple of years ago. So it will, it will come round. It is a bit of a fallow period at the moment. I do think the Champions League has become a bit boring because was it Bayern Munich, Barcelona, Real Madrid? One of them will win it. Won't sure, they? they've won the last three. One of them probably win it this year. But the problem lies with that. I'm all right with that. You know, I'm okay with that. If it wasn't for the fact behind that we're talking about. A Premier League in which you know what Man City stumble appallingly against you know Liverpool at home, in, in which it feels like you know someone who's got, might have got a bit lucky or a bit safe is going to get the title. I don't know it's very early to talk about these things in those terms, but uh, unless we've got this sort of like superior Premier League, which is like you know it, it, with, with all of these giants, you know, just like you know taking each other on in these, in these fantastic confrontational moments week in week out. You can't you can't be rubbish in Europe and mediocre in the Premier League, can you? No, I, th- I, th- I think the teams that we're talking about as well are, are anomalies. I think the the Real Madrid team and the Barcelona team and Bayern Munich have been crafted over years. You know, they've they've had years to develop those squads and those players know how to play in that system. And you look at Man United. Man United side hasn't had that time. Man City certainly haven't. You know, yeah. Man City. It's more a case of buying the, the the stars and making them fit the squad. You know, so Chelsea Chelsea were the closest to it last year because they just had a certain way of playing. Uh, that's proved more costly this season because it just yeah. it burnt them to shreds. You know, we talk about uh, teams not conceding goals and being good defending. Well, John Terry, the, uh, John Terry was at his best when he had nothing to do. You know, you got, <laughs> I, you got Ashley Cole there that no one will go past him. You've got, in actual fact, it was their midfield that no one could get past. You know, no one gets past Makaleli, no one got past Sessi. So basically, so therefore, John, John, the John Terry throws himself for a, yeah. bull, a bullet and of course he's, had, yeah. he's man of the match, isn't he? Is that Lee... Is the Premier League boring you this season? And I'm going to do this now because we're in the right point of the season where we can talk about it in these terms. Is it, a, is it a good season to be watching the Premier League for you, Martin? I think it's fantastic. Yeah. I think it's. I think that. I think we spoke about this in the last time I was in. I'm here, just going to say it. Everyone's nodding. <laughs> it's a podcast, but they're nodding. But we'll come to them in a moment. Yeah, yeah. Last, I mean, I, you know, Sam will testify. We talk, we talk about defence. The best. Defence Man United had was when they were scoring goals at the other end, you know, because no one can get near yeah. the other end. It's not about having a good defence, but the fact that no one gets near that side of your pitch. 
watching this season, watching Leicester, watching teams like Watford work it out, work out how to yeah. get points, work out, you know, get given their and you, best and you, players. And you you work, it, they work you it out. You see there's an upward curve during this, during yeah. that, even in just the games they've played, the great teams. they've got better and better at Watford, which is brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. Same point, Sammy. Would, would you agree? Would you enjoying the Premier League? No, absolutely, stage? absolutely. I think uh, West Ham, uh, Leicester, Leicester are top. Um, West Ham, Crystal Palace. Yeah, I think it's been a fan- fantastic season. Really, you know, I mean, Liverpool going to to City and turning them over. Um, strange results all the time. Yeah, I think it's been a really good season. Yeah. Can, can we look at it in this context, Dan? Do you just take it? You know, take it game to game. What you're watching, what's put in front of you, regardless of what it means in context, is it entertaining football in that division? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, yeah, it is. I mean, I watched. You know, the Liverpool Man City game was a, was a great game to watch. Um, and as the guy said, I think watching Leicester is fantastic. The West Ham story is, re- is just really interesting. West Ham, I, don't, I know you don't like talking West Ham, West Ham on this, but uh, it's a, <laughs> such an interesting story. No, it's I'll, like, I'll got, I'll got, I've got a little weird side story in a moment's time. Okay. But, well, okay, I, yeah. I, it's really interesting seeing how West Ham are doing under a completely different manager and, and being big teams and then maybe having a, you know wobbling a bit against some other teams. The Leicester story is fantastic, and then um, you know Villa being rubbish is quite funny. Um, <laughs> is and uh, it's to me. What's that? I, I don't know. Well, when it was what, funny, what's, a, what's an evil genius here? What, 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 I what, didn't. I don't. I don't really like, well, you? I didn't really like Tim Sherwood. Now Remy Guard's there. I'm a little bit more. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit <laughs> See, more interested. Look, but, look at him wavering yeah. in front of our um, very eyes. Sunderland. Sunderland is an, inter- like an interesting. Read in the story. wind. Like, can they? Can they? Uh, can they come back once again? You know, throughout the so okay, so good in a row. So I think there's loads. Of, I think there's loads of really interesting. I'm glad you said there. that, everybody, because we have two tickets to give. This is appalling, and yet I must do it now because it feels so right. We've signed up with Labrooks to bring you some exclusive betting odds and offers that we have wrangled out of them so that you have to, can make some money out of it and also do yourself some real big favours as well. Uh, all you've got to do is go to Facebook and Twitter. Uh, for starters, it's a free bet of up to £50. Just go to Lad50. It will also, at Lad50, tell you about the free tickets that we're giving away for a Man United game that may or may not involve West Brom or West Ham in the immediate future. And I'm not being facetious. It just so happens that the piece of paper that I was looking at may be somewhat misleading. I don't want to do that to you, but there are t- there's free tickets to be given away and bets as well. And, of course, what you do is you come to us for archives, uh, video, and, of course, all the news that you need as well. You can do that on the whistleblowers.net and just go to us at the App Store as well. Jack Grealish. Stupid act. Really, that's the bit that's got on mine. I'm, I'm all about anyone who thinks that at the size of Justin Bieber's stupid bleeding out in the first place has made a massive mistake. But for me, <laughs> this is the weekend. And here's the irony of this. Jack Grealish has been taken to the clues last morning. Renny Glad has had a go at him, Sam, for the fact that he said he's not being professional. Um, this is not Remy Glad's problem by the way it just so happens it happens to be the week that we are celebrating no no wrong word always do that commemorating the death 10 years of Georgie Best pick the bleeding irony out of that one for me (laughs) he went to a nightclub in Manchester Jack Grealish after not during a game it should be said Mm. I don't know if anyone noticed he weren't playing at the time 
I was, it, and, it wasn't and a long half past three on a Saturday afternoon. Long time before the next game as well. Yeah. The longest time there could possibly be. Really quite literally as much time. <laughs> yeah. Still the stupid bloody hat, Sam, but... I'm not seeing the hat. I've not seen it. You don't have to. No. I, Jack Grealish was you wearing You can tell from hat. my eye how yeah, bad that it was. I'll have a look. Yeah, yeah. There's also a bit of chewing gum in the corner of his mouth, but I'm, yeah. trying to be big, I'm, I'm trying to be a big man about this. It's impossible for a footballer nowadays to get away with... And, and, and how he's there, George Best is there, he's being held, you know, he's being celebrated mm. as we speak. George Best could not exist in this modern world, could he? No, probably not. But, well, I don't know. What, I mean, with that talent, yeah, he could. I mean, with that talent, absolutely. But Are you saying that you can wear as many stupid bleeding hats as you like <laughs> and suck in as much funny gas out of a balloon as you like, as long as you're George Best? Absolutely. Oh, interesting point. <laughs> so that's all Jack Reese's got to do. He's got to be a little bit better. I, I don't know. I saw, I mean, I saw, again, mentioning Harry Redknapp in the, in the standard as well, saying, oh, you know, it's not good enough, and look to Harry Kane as a role model. And I think, I mean, how old's Jack Grealish? 21? 20. No, he, no, he's 20. I don't, I really, I just no, thought... No, no, he, he's, been, he's 20, and he's been sent down to the under-21s yeah. to train. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is a lot, yeah, that's, that's, that'll learn you. Yeah. Maybe all, that's going to be more older than away, you. With my mates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, that's right. Who I grew up with, who I go out every night wearing <laughs> stupid hats with, and Sucking helium out of a balloon, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whilst chewing gum. I don't, I don't, I, I don't know much about this, but I don't think it's helium. I, 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 I picked the wrong gas. Yeah, yeah okay, <laughs> sorry. All right. It, Look, my concern with Jack Grealish is is shin pads. You don't. <laughs> he does wear the tiniest, t- he does wear, tiniest. I'm sorry, pads. I don't understand how that's protecting they're like, your shin. They're like two first class postage stamps, aren't they? It's protecting the lower part of your shin, but. What, what, what about the other part? What uh, uh, kind of shin passage do you like to wear? Well, this is the thing. So, uh, I find it exponential with the level... Cricket play player, Britain had on. The level, <laughs> by, Sunday, by the time you play Sunday League, you're like wearing massive... Yeah, he makes... Ma- See guys playing Sunday League, they've got shin pads with the ankle protectors on. Jack Grealish doesn't need shin pads. Because no, what was the last time you saw a, a tackle going on the shin? It's more about the clashes or whatever. Yeah. But also, play, a lot of players don't like it. And it was a, it was a fad when I was playing. Like, it was Actually, smaller the shin Mark, pad. can I just, just on that point, are we funny? So there is no, that is part of the leg that needs protecting, really, because no one makes those tackles. Not no, I, so again, and, and also the the, the the actual thing that you're using to try and protect you wouldn't do it anyway. So it's almost a redundant piece of equipment. We well, remember Steve Steve Claridge, so he didn't want to wear them. We played them in the Carlin Cup one time, and he came into our cha- Plymouth v Portsmouth. He came into the home dressing room while our manager was chatting. Just came in and went. <laughs> Uh, is anyone getting spare shin pads? And we were like, uh, what the opposition? <laughs> to the opposition, he was wearing he was wearing odd boots. One Puma King, one Mizuno. Sure, of course came he in was. Uh, and he said, "You got any shin pads?" We went, "No." He goes, "These will do." And just put two um, uh, programs down his shins. Put the socks up. Went out. Game started. Just took him straight out and threw him at the side. So basically, at that point, it was just you had to end at the field. So he implied right. that he had them on. Yeah, yeah. But again, it was probably part of his stick. You know, how, did, like, how oh, did they let him on the field with a haircut? By the way. <laughs> Well, that's another matter entirely, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's funny, and I played. I remember playing a game in, in the states, and I got sent off for not having the right shin pads. So I obviously, oh, yeah. sent off to get shin pads to come back on. But I was like, I was playing for a mates team. I didn't have proper shin pads. I 
did the same sort of thing. It was like, oh, we'll just make what, well, what was proper? That, what were they saying? Because the anchor ones, there's yeah. an element that seemed to make sense. Of, but of course, yeah. we're now talking about footballers, really. but they're playing slippers, don't they? Because yeah. every footballer's getting foot, uh, foot bone injuries because there's no protection, is there? Yeah, but I, I think so. And also people are more aware of uh, what these injuries are now because I've got, you know, I, had, I play with a lot of lads that cracked bones in their feet. Yeah. like the metatarsals and, and multiple bones so when you get trodden on lines at our level just play on you know you just get uh, uh, cortisone injections that hurts a bit I'll, I'll press on yeah. if, if you're getting paid 100 grand a week you want to look after your feet a lot better than maybe a league two clogger yeah. did you know so we did it because we didn't want to lose our place these guys don't have to, such concerns a hairline fracture is a metatarsal break so they'll take six weeks out to, to heal it back in our day it was just you know I say back in our day it wasn't that long ago <laughs> no, that's and, and it's not like we were in rugby you're boots a, or something you're we were, a mere you know, boy son don't you worry about it <laughs> but, it, but you know, the, the the tiny side of chimpanzees aside, Sam, it, it, it's Greenish. Obviously, Greenish got lucky because, of course, he's, he's famous uh, curbside fetal position. You know, I, I believe in Marbella or, or pick your own. You know, holiday uh, resort. So so he's already in the frame, isn't he? But has he done anything as untoward as no, not a, at all. A thousand, quite literally, footballers. Absolutely, yeah. You look at any member of, of the England team or Manchester United team or any leading team, they've all had nights out. They've all been photographed. I really don't see it as a big deal, you know. It, it, but does he need to do any more? Should he? Should Should Remy Gard have been a little <laughs> bit more... It, it, actually, funny enough, it's, it's, inter- it's, inter- it's an interesting test, Remy Gard, because it's his first kind of moment, isn't it? I mean, he came out of English football in mm. the sense where he understands... Good God, he must have understood what happened having been at Arsenal for a while. So, but, but he's decided that he's kind of trying to draw some form of line in the sand. Was it un- unnecessary? Could he just been a bit little bit like, yeah, he's a kid? I suppose if he was doing it on the pitch, he probably wouldn't have uh, brought it to his attention. He's he, he sort of, um, you know, he had a good end to the season, didn't he? Under Sherwood, they got to the cup final. England and Ireland were fighting over him. He has dipped a bit, which is inevitable. I think if he was doing it on the pitch, it's more about the do it on the pitch yeah. rather yeah. than, than going out I also, don't it matters also the, the important thing is that Paul Merson said that he'd be happy to have a <laughs> chat with him <laughs> no I'm serious well no, yeah, no he, really did. he did no, yeah. oh, I suppose he got experience he that. has got experience but, you know, but, he, now, but when he said that, that he said when I was really young George Graham kept telling me it's a really short career and I shouldn't you know I shouldn't, shouldn't blow it all I was going so you didn't listen to him, no, did you? <laughs> but, but now you think that Jack Grealish might listen to you. I, I, yeah, well, OK. Right, no, no, it, it could happen. Um, there's an interesting story that's broken regarding Premier League clubs bitching and moaning, which is bizarre to me, about uh, young footballers being nabbed off of other Premier League clubs. And they, they're looking for legislation, Martin, on this one. Now, you, you've been inside football. This... Here for me, this is like supermarkets moaning that there's a shop on the corner, two miles down the road, has got a loaf of bread in its shop. And it's like, how dare they do this? Because, of course, prior to the Premier League in this, in, 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 you know, in this, there was a time when kids were just basically taken from local areas, weren't they? Yeah. So Man United worrying about what Man City are doing. Doesn't it strike you as being rather... Beyond the pale at this stage, you know. Yeah, I, 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 particularly with English talent, I think the be, the best ones that have come through have had that time to mature at local clubs and 
you know, uh, regional clubs, certainly regional professional clubs, and gone on to better things. Lads that have gone away that I've known that I've played with, uh, say, the age of 12, 13, and then stayed at that club yeah. so um, for years. They've developed into brilliant footballers, but then they've still had to go out and get their career at 21 because they've been released by those big clubs. Macclesfield was a great example of that. Paul Ince was our manager, and he would take players from City and United and develop yeah. them and give them that second chance, and you know, they flourish because of it. But it's... Yeah, it's very, it's very difficult, and and the fact that those big clubs are saying that it's ridiculous because they'll poach anyone from anywhere for the right, you know, the right. Well, price. no, listen, which of course what they what they really do is they're big boosters. They're treading all over every other. No, like Oldham might have got someone, yeah. but they don't really give a toss because they're worried about that. Man United's just paid a million pound for their fourteen-year-old yeah. because they only offered seven hundred fifty thousand pound for him. But is it is it affecting the game though? That's uh, uh, this is the thing for me because. There's clearly there's there's kids out there, and we are, we are talking about a league where, of course, there's so, you know we, we bring in imports, and it makes it a very entertaining league as a direct result. But how does it work in terms of that though? Is there still talent out there, or, or, or are we in a fallow period? Or they or these or a good footballers going having to go down further down the leagues? They're having to go down, but the the, the, the talents there. Man City uh, last night didn't have one player from. Man yeah. City there. Yeah. Basically, I, that was a, I didn't see a Man City player among them. That was a that was a crafted team that you would play a computer game with. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's not because no one's going to familiarise himself with that. When was the last time that a club had like Alan Shearer had someone to cheer for that was from their local lad that was like you're, you're proud of? You don't get that. You well, don't get well, that che- football. Yeah. Well, Chelsea still the the, the only established uh, first team player they've had from the youth teams is still John Terry. So is it that, yeah, yeah, that yeah. long? Since, since the late 90s, they've not had since somebody just come through the, the youth war, ranks. Yeah. Loftus cheeks saying, well, that, saying this, today he's But that's the point. That's what I would say about because he's got, he has, he thinks he's got issues, Loftus cheek in terms of that. But is he, is he being a fool? Because we, we know Chelsea's, uh, Chelsea's are different entities. They are, they are an industry, aren't they? They're a small, a small business or indeed almost an enormous business <laughs> in terms of turning around footballers. Um, and if, you, if you're a young footballer and you say and you've got that stamp on the back of your head that says Chelsea trained, you're probably going to go off and make a decent living, aren't you? Well, absolutely. What is it? Thirty-three players on loan at the moment. Yeah, thirty-three. I well, mean, so you know, I, I, how I mean, many? No, none of them will get in the first. With no interest in bringing them back, they, no, it's no, irrelevant. No, it's no, irrelevant. It's, yeah. it's much better to sell them for about four or five million than have to buy them back but the, yeah. for thirty million a few years of, later. But yeah. they're going to yeah. get a game of football. <laughs> they're going to go away and make a decent living. I mean, so in 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 practical terms, and I was talking about this in terms of QBR in a moment, but like in practical terms, surely, if it, when it gets down to it, is it not good for football players? You know, is there not now an opportunity for footballers to do slightly better in in that kind of environment? To well, I mean, you got Courtois. I mean, he's one a rare <laughs> example of, of 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 being developed, coming out, going back. You know, winning the La Liga with Atletico Madrid. Um, and probably not wanting to come back, really. But, but all the but nines, having but, to come back and then doing well. But look at well. all the nines. I mean, it, it can happen. It's Chelsea, Chelsea will sell Patrick Bamford at some point, which means they probably sell about seven nines in a row for about 200 million quid, and they're all going to get a decent game of football. Yeah. Well, the players are forged in the environment that they play in, so yeah. if they're not playing, I, I can't believe that Bamford's going to Palace and not playing. I just can't fathom that. He scored oh, a, I think he's not going back he, as he well. A, yeah, well yeah. He, scored a, he scored a hat-trick in pre-season against Bromley, which a friend was there and just said it was unbelievable. The guy was like, but he was, he was elevated above everyone else on the pitch. And this was a, 
a recurring theme when I played, particularly in League Two and League One, we would get players from Premier League clubs. West Ham was a, a great example. Harry yeah. would always loan his young lads out and blood them. We yeah. had uh, we had a couple of lads at Plymouth. They would come for the first three or four games. You would not get near them. They were just like they would just glide over the pitch, get the ball. They were tidy. After four or five games, they get drawn into a battle. They might get tired of playing Saturday, Tuesdays, and then they would find it a real struggle. And then that was where you would find the ones that would go on and become someone. So Carrick, when Carrick went to Swindon, yeah, apparently. The guy was just, you know, like so, so, so you see someone you who see had that. the ability to be able oh, to be both, absolutely. both those kind of footballers. But, but you also see the player that gets dragged down into the mire, you know, because all these guys have come from somewhere. You know, the guys in League yeah. Two, either they've gone up from somewhere or they've come down. So the ones that elevate themselves from that, it's Beckham. Preston, I'm sure the Preston players were, you know, you had a bit of quality here there. Obviously, but you're forged by the environment that you live in. Yeah. The, that's why Barcelona and Real Madrid, because these guys stay there forever. Look at the city. We talk about City. City's team that won the league. Those players aren't there anymore. Zeko's not there anymore. No, no. Balotelli's not. They don't maintain a team. The United team that won the league, you could name that team. My God, a role model. Real Madrid and Barcelona are going to dominate Europe, and it's because they kept their footballs yeah, together. You, you name the team. Can we, but, but, will we adapt to that appropriate? I mean, what's interesting, I mean, you go, we go back to your go QPR. I mean, Charlie Austin, I think he's, you know, obviously there's shame about the injury and all that stuff like that, but he had not, he's, he had an opportunity to go and, and chose to stay. Now, there's going to be elements of money in there, obviously, but also probably because. There was no mad rush for him, was there? No, I don't think there was. I think Leicester, Leicester was probably the only team that had a proper bid, which was about twelve million, which was a bit short of what we wanted. But at the time, understandably for Charlie, he went. I think his family settled down south. They don't really want to move away. Firstly, secondly, he's going. Well, you've just avoided relegation. He had no idea they're going well, to be top in November. Well, who doesn't want to pay a massive mortgage for a house that isn't worth quite the money that you're paying for? Exactly. You're absolutely right, Dad. I see the point you're making. So yeah. he's um, so you know he, he didn't fancy Leicester. I think he, he, he quite fancied Southampton, but Southampton didn't didn't happen because I think they they were possibly thinking of selling Pella, and that didn't happen. So so he didn't go there. So. I New, think Newcastle, Crystal Palace. Yeah, but he, 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 exactly, it's quite he's like, a list to be honest. He's like, he's like, well, Newcastle. You know why? Because it's, it's a basket well, case yes. club. You're, you know, we're, I mean, I know we're a basket case club, yeah. but they are as well. And then, and then probably, Palace, Palace, Palace. He probably would have done well at Palace. I think so he would have done well. Missing is a striker. I think. Yeah. I think actually. Well, I got Patrick Bamford. I think you'll find. <laughs> had Palace, had Palace offered them, had Palace offered the money. Yeah. Had Palace offered the money. It might have happened. I don't think Palace were offering anywhere near 50. So listen, Dan, while you're here, Mm. how's life over at Loftus Road? (laughs) Tell us about how it's all going on, Dan. Have you got yourself someone who's not Neil Warnock as manager yet at all? No. For Christ's sakes. No, we haven't, not yet. Have you not? No. How's Neil Warnock fitting into his tracksuit nowadays? I love Neil. (laughs) Shut up. I love Neil. I won't have a word said against him. So let's let's just leave. And that too. No, no, no. Okay. Right now, uh, how about him coming in just to help out? You know, just to, you know, wash up afterwards. You know, work out. Oh, it was lovely. It, it was lovely of him, wasn't it? That to, was sweet. To, yeah. To be to be absolutely not interested what? in the job whatsoever. Me? Come and manage again. <laughs> But genuinely, I don't. He doesn't want it full time. That's that seems. Shut up, you! No, he's a, he's absolutely not. In was the that the program notes? No, he's absolutely no, not in the running. Definitely. So who is? Uh, uh, I, I. It seems like it might be Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. Well, see, he's at, he's he's going. Ex- he, he's at a club that actually does extraordinary well, doesn't it, in, in being a model. 
down at that, at that level. It's amazing. Yeah. He's, he's at yeah. a club that is really well run with a proper system. Yeah, well, what the hell's all that about? <laughs> and, and, and what he wants to do is to come to a club that is a complete and utter disaster <laughs> right. And, uh, right. from top to bottom. Well, Gritton will tell us about that in a moment's time in terms of personal experience. But just in <laughs> general terms of, 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 of... What's nice is that we are talking about a young manager that's come out of a... a, a there, is, there, there are out there a blueprint... Clubs aren't they, Sam? Well, yeah. I mean, I suppose he could have gone in at a higher level, but he's learnt his trade, and well, I mean, he's now going to get the chance of QPR. Is that? Oh, well. I mean, it's a step up, but as you say, yeah. I mean, you know, six months results don't go well. Yeah. Well, exactly. I mean, uh, part of me thinks any manager's, you know, insane to come to QPR, but but, but if. Uh, Hopefully, if you get the right person, they might stick with someone for a couple of years. You know. Why does everyone take a stupid job, Mike? Why, <laughs> why, why do they queue up to put their head on the guillotine? We're talking about a stupid job, but to a manager, it's the same as we were talking about earlier. A player that's doing well at a club and that wants that big move, they do it for a number of reasons. They do it for financial, for ego, for you know the publicity, for their own profile. But th- there's no one that says that they can't do it. You know, there's not one manager that goes into a club like QPR and says, "I'm, I'm not going to. I'll just, I'll just make do." You know, it's like Sherwood's a brilliant example. Sherwood, none of us knew that character existed until he became a manager. We thought Tim Sherwood was just a, just a good midfield, good solid midfielder. Just this, all of a sudden until became a manager, and we were like, arrived. "This is yeah. incredible." So I mean, these guys can erupt from anyway. Warnock was my manager at Plymouth. Well, not my manager, but manager just before me at Plymouth. And some of the stories about him, which are completely unrepeatable on this. <laughs> that made me think he's either a genius or just insane so like kind of guys that have to survive and they have the ego have the personality and again it's not that it's about being created and crafted in that league and, and the fact so, is and it's also as it's a drug you know these you know you get to stay there to stay involved is is is, is precious right Trofa, he pointed the he pointed the finger at me he's accused you did you did mm. we your, we your french words mm. Uh, you didn't use them, no, but I, 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 I thought I'd just he do did. it anyway. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I, I did. You just disturbed me. Yeah. Um, West Ham have announced, as we speak today, and I will refer, obviously, to the mighty, mighty Hammers in this particular situation, <laughs> uh, that anyone who runs on the pitch on the last day of the season will be banned from the Olympic Stadium. Oh, God. For life! I'm now, so fed up with... Oh, don't you get... Don't, no, 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 no. You, don't you jump the gun, son. Now, Sam, I'm somewhat torn on this one. We're, 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 can you see the club's point of view? Why are you torn? You? Why are you torn? Well, because um, in my head, on the last game of the season, I imagine nothing but a giant crater in the floor as everyone leaves the bowling ground with most of it tucked <laughs> under their arm, <laughs> which obviously yes. would include the football pitch, you know. Because yeah. um, it, it basically, it's like, you know, it's like the final whistle blows and it's like every man for himself, you know. It's, it's the Titanic. It's, it's basically the iceberg is here and uh, get out of the way, uh, wives and children. Uh, I'm having my seat and at least four yards of turf. Um, now, I know that's probably not reasonable, but... Are they allowing spades in on the last day? <laughs> well, that would be really strange. Well, obviously, from, well, no, but obviously, uh, any form, any form of tools 
uh, to actually remove nuts and bolts from chairs uh, would be unfortunate. You're not going to but get a trowel in. I, I, a small trowel would be enough. I once took home, um, an end of the season somewhere, and, and my mum had it on a, on a windowsill for ages, uh, a small piece of turf in uh, what was a beer glass, and it grew. It actually, the grass oh, got wow. longer, yeah, and then it died. Uh, which is symbolic of the way that obviously uh, stuff went away. Stand. But can you see? Can, just a, a glib point to finish on. Can we see the clubs point, or, or just like, oh, do yourselves a favour? It'd be fantastic if if everyone went on. So literally, that's a ban all yeah. West Ham. Oh my fans. God! We can, no, 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 well, if we if they mentioned it out in plots like it was an allotment, yeah. would that be fair, Martin? Is there a way around this? I, I, you know, then you go to those clubs that had those those drives where everyone puts their name on a brick, and then they go outside, but then they just stop that campaign all of a sudden. So I was up at Grimsby, and they did the same thing, and it didn't get that far. <laughs> you, know, you had enough for like a little, maybe a little runway, but that was it. And it was like, okay, our guy did the same. You grind. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll put people's names on bricks, and it's like, well. You know, unless you're going to see this through and we're going to have a million bricks on the way to the ground. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just like we're limiting ourselves here. I, again, as Sam says, they need the fans. I think that if they're not going to put that warning out, they have to put a warning out and say something, but they probably over-egged it a little bit. Well, no, <laughs> I, I agree. And to be honest, I, you know, I'll be there and I won't be one of the pitch because I was like, I will be unscrewing my chair <laughs> and running out with that under my jacket anyway, gentlemen. So there you go. Uh, great fun, as ever. Thank you very much. That was the Whistleblowers. This is a playback media production served to you in association with Why Not Think People. Sports Social Podcast Network.